<laughs> We're just gonna hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm sitting up on the futon. I'm not laying down. Although I could, I could lay down for this. Oh maybe I should, boy. Maybe I should get really comfortable and go. lay down for this. If James is gonna mm. lay down, we need to get him on video. <laughs> just have like a sleep camera, and then you guys yell if I fall asleep. That's right. We did say we were gonna like actually start streaming. Yeah, we did say that. Uh, next time, next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Holy Hello. shit. It's the yeah. end of the world. Uh, oh my it, god! It feels like it sometimes. Uh, huh. Yeah, how y'all? How Chaos. you guys all holding up with this coronavirus thing? Well, I, I'm getting a little cabin fever. I know that. Yeah, like I for someone that. who sits around and plays video games a lot, knowing that I can't leave this fucking house is like yeah. driving me a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today, I just I went outside to my backyard and just stared out at the horizon, <laughs> and I'm like. It's strange out here. It's the same, but somehow different. Different. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I have before before I we started this podcast. Um, the way my house is laid out is I have like a patio between the main unit of my house and like my game room, which is where I'm recording the podcast. So like I had to like walk outside, and I was like, oh yeah, outdoors, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had like, some pretty like like in depth conversations with people where like. You guys remember that one M Night Shyamalan movie that is terrible, but it's about the main premise is that like something is killing everyone, like yeah, like, the wind or something. Yeah, I remember with, that. with Mark Wahlberg. I think is, is that like, the happening the guy? And or is, yeah, I think okay. that's it. Yeah, the happening. Okay. Yeah, it was like a terrible movie, but the premise is kind of like where I feel like this kind of coronavirus stuff like leads me to, like. What if, like, as humans, right, you know, Matrix style, we are a virus, right? And because now in today's day and age with medicine and everything, like, people are living longer and, like, we're overpopulating the Earth and killing all of its resources. And now the Earth is just developing, you know, self-defense mechanisms, you know, oh, to counteract, so like to the counteract coronavirus, The coronavirus is like Ruby Weapon or Omega Weapon. Yes, I got it. And it's <laughs> yeah. It's killing off our race to defend itself. That makes well, sense. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you guys ever saw it, but there was like this um recording of of it's like carbon dioxide or some kind of some kind of pollutant over China. And as obviously most of China went into quarantine, you saw the the thing like which was like red and yellow before it was like encompassing all of China because that was like all the pollution all of a sudden like went down to almost nothing until they started redoing their production again and it started climbing back up but it goes to show wow. you how much of that pollution just kind of just went away wow when they shut down that's yeah, amazing so i wouldn't be surprised if that's the case that's amazing you, man that's what's happening so while we're cooped up in these houses, I was gonna say enough of the doom. How do and we preoccupy? Yeah, I was gonna say how do we preoccupy our time? <laughs> uh, let's talk about some games. Uh, <laughs> this is, I suppose, not the best topic for this week because uh, in order to play tabletop games, you have to essentially you have to be in in the same location as other people. I guess that's not true. I guess you could do it over the internet. Yeah, you, there's lots yeah. of role playing services over the internet, right? Yeah. So, so, so to answer, to finish your thought, we're we're doing our, uh, uh, is it just t- tabletop RPGs in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or D and D. Uh, I I have only played D and D like twice, and um, I I couldn't even tell you the difference between like D and D and Pathfinder, for example. I have no idea what the differences are. Uh, so f- I would like to keep it generic. Okay. So keeping it generic. RPGs, you know, tabletop T- RPGs. Yeah. I actually think this is a very relevant topic for. Oh, good. Uh, what are we calling this? Uh, social distancing, because right. mm-hmm. there are lots of you know 
ways to play online, which I have recently started getting into uh, via things like Roll20, where you can literally have a complete virtual tabletop RPG experience with rolling dice and maps and tokens and all sorts of stuff. But also, I've been playing more board games just with like me and Taryn in the house. That's awesome. You know? Hmm. And just like, you nice. know, playing board games, finding things to do, like staying inside. If you have like a family of four at home right now, yeah, this is a killer time to be doing, you know, trying out some role playing. Play, play some to tabletop bond. RPGs. Yeah. yeah. Play, play D&D with your grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can by the way, can, what what are these services that you're using to play uh, role playing games online? Like, are are there specific services? Or are you just doing it over Discord, or how does that work, Leo? Um, I've done two methods. Um, <clears throat> the really basic method is definitely just yeah, Discord. I think it's actually where we all we like kind of set up a group chat and then started talking about what we we're going to do. I think the theme for that one was. Every player was a Pokemon. Amazing. And you had different abilities based on like different Pokemon. I think I was a Machamp, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh, it was a while mm-hmm. ago. But um, yeah, then we just kind of connected on like video chat or whatever, like Discord, you know, private video chat. And then everyone had their own set of dice like in front of them physically. And yeah, the game master just kind of said, "Here's what happens. You know, what do you guys want to do?" And then we were like, yeah, we'll go up the stairs or whatever. And, and then we would roll our dice like in our physical realm and then say, I rolled a natural 20 10 times in a row. What? Who would have thunk? <laughs> yeah. um, but the other way I've more recently done is I actually DM'd my first game. So I Ooh. ran my own version of Dungeons and Dragons with the theme of the Wheel of Time, which is uh, ah. one of my favorite fantasy series um, of all time. And mm-hmm. that now, who are, I whoa, 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 whoa. Who are you DMing for? People, just strangers? Uh, no, this is two friends. Uh, you know one of them, Matt, and another one um, who Matt and I used to work with, Jeff. They okay. kind of were my guinea pigs. They knew, they knew it was my first time DMing. And, now, um, now, now yeah. let me ask you this. Is it possible for, say, I don't know, me... Or someone else uh, who doesn't have a lot of knowledge of Wheel of Time to to role play with you, or is this something that yeah. requires a lot of knowledge of the universe? No, I I think it's I think it's I think you get more out of it the more knowledge of the universe you have. Okay. But the game itself is based like almost completely on the D and D, you know, Dungeons and Dragons kind of rules infrastructure. So. Mm-hmm. It's basically it's just D and D with like a flair of like Wheel of Time like names and for things and stuff you know. Okay. Okay. Um, so for for the uninitiated, uh, which includes me, because like I said, I couldn't tell you the difference between D and D and Pathfinder. Yeah. Well, that includes This is what's too. funny. A year ago, I couldn't say this, but now I feel like I am probably the resident expert of D and D in this group. Yes, right please now. explain D and D to yeah. me. What is D and D? Dungeons and Dragons is a game that is. Pay attention, Tradition. class. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a uh, quiz on this. Sit down, stay a while, and listen to a story about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and um, Dragons it is, 101. <laughs> um, essentially, first of all, this, this game created all of the games that we know and love today. Because Dungeons and Dragons has been around since, what, the 70s, 80s? Like, for a long time yeah. ago? Yeah, a long Back time. Back in the early, earlier versions. And they kind of laid the foundation, in my opinion, for like the you know video game RPGs that we have today. Oh, absolutely, Levels, absolutely, you know, yeah. Attributes and you know skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game essentially can be boiled down to uh, we all sit in a group and tell a story together. That's really all it is. Mm-hmm. There just happens yeah. to be one person who knows a general idea of where the story is going to go, who the non-player characters are that are going to be like giving hints or what kind of enemies or dungeons the players will go to and he's the he or she is the dungeon master everyone else kind of has to try to tell the story by role-playing a specific character and saying what they're going to do they're going to come across some sort of scenario encounter and the dungeon master will ask them what they want to do and then just kind of do they get to say whatever they want and then the the mechanics in the game are everything is coming going down to a dice roll and whatever it is that you want to do 
the dungeon master will say, well, you know, roll your agility and maybe you will be able to jump that gap that you're trying to jump over or uh, yeah. roll strength and you might be able to lift that rock or whatever. Um, and that's effectively, yeah. I mean, it's just like telling mm, a story yeah. and seeing where the story goes. I was going to say that description fits every other role-playing game that I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say. Because I've played, I've played D&D, I've played Pathfinder, I've played um, the Star Wars role-playing game, Edge of the Empire, I've played the Star Trek Adventures game, I've played a horror RPG called Monster of the Week, and yeah, basically, um, the only difference between, the the only difference I've observed between all of those different systems is they have different ways of handling dice rolls, so like, for instance, in, um, in the Star Wars RPG, there is a pool uh, on the table that represents, like, the balance of destiny. And there's, like, the dark side and the light side. And at any point in the game, you can say, okay, I'm using a point of destiny. And this is a shared group between the shared, uh, sorry, a shared pool of tokens between the DM and the players. So the players can be like, okay, I'm using a point of destiny. And they flip a token over and they get to add one die to any roll, right? Mm. Uh, okay. but the DM can do the same though. It'd be like, okay, I'm making this an extra hard roll and I'll flip the token and then add a die. But like at the end of the day, you're still just saying like, all right, I'm like jumping over the pit, like you were saying, and then you're rolling dice. It's just like, it seems like a bunch of different games have different systems around those things. And also like different, um, like supplemental guides. So like, I know, like, the Star Wars one has a bunch of, like, okay, here's all the creatures and locations and vehicles and weapons and stuff that existed in the Star Wars universe. Like, Star Trek has the same thing. Horror has, like, okay, here's how werewolves work. Here's how, you know, Dracula works. Here's how, you know, just information on, like, the universe. And that seems like the only difference between all these various systems. Right? Like, am right? Yeah. Yeah. Just tools, different, like... It's basically just a predefined set of like rules to help manage different scenarios or ways to explain things, especially if if it's like Star Wars or Wheel of Time or Harry Potter. You're going to have things that are like kind of unique to that fantastical world. So it's mm-hmm. like a quick way to handle, you know, Quidditch. Uh, so this is like a predetermined set of rules. But here's the kicker. The no matter what rules are written in no matter what book you have, at the end of the day, it's always up to the person leading the game, the dungeon master or game master, right? Yep. To set the rules to whatever he or she wants. Yeah, they can kind of build the story of their own, and like it doesn't have to go. It doesn't have to follow the rules entirely. It doesn't have to be to the book. Yeah, because no, it's, it's your own, it's your own fantasy. It's your own story. Yeah. They can say, well, you know, house rules state that you know instead yeah. of rolling an extra die, you get to roll five extra or something because yeah, that's just what they want to do. Yeah. Um yeah. and I will say yeah, the the a good a good or bad DM can like make or break the game because like Oh yeah. One of the first times I did D&D, actually yeah, it was D&D was the first like role playing thing. Uh yeah, the mm. first like true true group role playing thing I did was in college and it was a friend of a friend. So I didn't really know this person that well and we went over to her house and like she DM'd D&D but she was like really, really, really into the rules and like what you can and uh, can't do, and like w- was like uh, uh, really enjoyed um, the like combat aspects and like statistics. Mm-hmm. And like one of the first things we did was like, you know, here fill fill out this character sheet, and I'm like, uh, okay. And it's like, you know, you can give bonus points to agility and like pick your class. And I'm like, I don't. I have no context for any of this. I was like, what is constitution? Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't... Like, how can I make an informed decision about which skills I want to add bonuses to if I don't know what they even do? You, you know what I mean? Like, It was yeah. like, fill out yeah. this character yeah. sheet and, like, go over stats. And I'm like, I don't... This is boring. This sucks. And then we did... Mm. We started the campaign and it was like, oh, you know, some rats are in the sewer and you have to go kill the rats. It's like, roll a dice. Okay, you did, like, one damage. And it was like, okay, roll another die. You did one damage. And it was like, okay, the rats did a damage. Now you did a damage. And I was like, oh, my God. You're this battling is... rats. 
I was like, this is so boring. <laughs> so I was, I was like, I was like, I don't understand why people like D and D. Like, th- this is like stupid. Like, why don't people play video games? But so, then, yeah. I mean, obviously later on, I had a lot better experience experiences with like friends who like know me and like know what. Like, the thing that interests me most about role playing is the shared storytelling. Like, telling a story mm-hmm. together as a group is the thing that I find interesting. Like, if I need to go do stats and, like, you know, upgrade my weapons, I feel like video games do that better because they are computers and they can handle all that math for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so and- so that that's the interesting part about DMing. Like, there's a whole book for Dungeons & Dragons specifically on, you know, there, there's the core rule book that, like, you know, everyone should have a copy of, although you can find it for free online, too. Um, but then there's like the dungeon master book that is specifically for people who want to do a good job, like, you know, running their own game. And it talks about how there's like, they break it down, I think into four or five different types of players. You know, there's some players who like min maxing stats and there's some players who like combat. Some people are players who like to role play as their character, like legit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there's some people who just like to, you know, solve mysteries or do the story part or whatever. And it, that's the hard part. And that's, you're right. It does make or break a game. But a good DM has kind of a little bit for everyone, you know? Yeah. 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 You, you know your audience. Know your group. Know yes. why they're there. Know what interests them. If, yeah. And it's funny. If you had asked me before I did role playing, I would be I would have been like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the combat. Like, you know, yeah. let me let me min max my stats, man. Yeah. But like. Mm, when you start doing it, I was like, you know, you know, like the fun part of this is like the open-ended storytelling. When you're when you're telling me like, oh, you it know, there's really a path, fun. there's a path to the left that has you know a trail of blood, and a path to the right that has you know a weird poison gas or something. Like, which one do you want to go down? I'm like, ooh, I do, do I want gas or blood? Ooh, like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> I don't know if I want either. <laughs> I don't know why that was my example. Like, I don't. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and I've done a lot of DMing now too. And it, it, it really is. It's just like, know your group because like the group that I usually DM for is not really into the combat stuff. It's right. all about <laughs> the role playing. It's all about the role playing. <laughs> so like, and, yeah. and like the goofy. <laughs> so, so to, to give an example, I set up this scenario. We were playing the star Wars RPG and um, I was DMing a session, and I set up this um, um, scenario where a group of bounty hunters was going to ambush the player team, um, and it was out in the middle of the desert. So what had happened was uh, the bounty hunters were, they had the high ground, you know, classic Star Wars, and they were sniping mm-hmm. down at the player characters, and they destroyed, you know, they took a, a sniper shot and uh, destroyed the, the player's speeder. And I was like, okay, now what do you guys want to do? And they're like, I don't know, we'll look around. I'm like, okay, well, the only thing you guys see is like, you know, there's this big cliff where the bounty hunters are, and uh, that's pretty much it. And they're like, well, how did the bounty hunters get there? I'm like, ah, they have a speeder that's, you know, parked at the base of the cliff. And they're like, well, are the keys still in the speeder? (laughs) I'm like, ah... I need you to roll perception. And then uh, the person rolled like the Star Wars equivalent of a natural 20. And I was like, yep, the keys yeah. are still in the ignition. And they're like, okay, cool. We're just going to steal the speeder and go. And I'm like, all right, that's what you did. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck that scenario. I'll yeah, do yeah. I was like, well, I had this whole thing planned where there was, you know, you were going to go into a cave and then trick a monster yeah. into attacking. Ah, fuck it. You guys just stole their speeder. Like, that's, it never, that's, yeah. it never goes according to plan. That's the beautiful no. thing. Yeah, about yeah. It. RPGs, and that's right? that's the other thing about being a good DM, I think, is just to, like, roll with whatever the players give you. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, that was the other... When I had that really bad experience, like, at d and I'm like, oh, I want to, like, flirt with the bartender. And then the bartender... Like, no she was like, oh, well, the bartender doesn't like that. And, like, the bartender's angry at you. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, so yeah. I'll, like... Um, I guess I'll just, you know, like talk to some other people in the club and like, you know, see if anyone else wants to flirt. And she's like, no, nobody wants to flirt with you. Fuck you. And I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It's oh. like, like create something, you know, be cre- yeah. Yeah, there There's definitely like a huge creative element to it. And if you don't, if you don't bring that into the, these kinds of games, then it almost kind of 
kills the role playing part. Yeah. Because they just want you to go through dungeons. They they want it to be like a video game to where you're assigned a dungeon, probably yeah. on a linear path that they set up and they don't want you to deviate from it. But I would I would enjoy like just you can do whatever the fuck you want, whether you can choose where to go. And even if you went to the wrong place, fuck it. You got to leave and go back to town and figure out where you actually have to go. You know, that kind of like, yeah, you can't, you can't make it too linear. I feel like, I mean, that's, mm, yeah. th- that's, that's the biggest strength to all these RPGs based on really just imagination and where the players want to go is that's something that can't be captured in any other medium I've played. I can give that to any RPG tabletop RPG is like, there's nothing stopping you from doing whatever the hell you want. Like you have complete <laughs> player freedom, you know. Yeah, All except it is your is DM roll a dice sometimes. Super fails. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the, the the DM has to be you know has to flow with that, and it's it's right, like improv, right. you know. Yeah, 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 and, and that's, that's the other thing. That's the other thing I find I find really fun about because like I also as a DM I enjoy like. I enjoy, like, telling jokes and being funny, but, like, also, like, being on my toes. So, like, when somebody throws me a curveball, like, um, like, uh, like, I had a scenario where it was like, oh, there's a cantina. Like, you guys go in the cantina and you're trying to, you know, you guys are undercover. You guys are trying to keep a low profile and, like, whatever. And then my wife, my fucking wife was like, oh, I want to get up on the stage and dance. I'm like, uh, you're supposed to be keeping it. Okay. Like. And yeah. just like, like and don't I'm even like, give them a chance to correct themselves. Just be like, okay, yeah, okay. And then I'm like, oh, now the whole club is like staring at you, and like everyone is watching you very intently. Like, uh, do, uh what now? Like that sort of thing. Yeah, but when they do yeah. that, you know, it's like you just throw some challenges their way to like teach them a lesson for. Right, 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 you know, right, right. Yeah, like cause yeah, and effect, I'll, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah. My favorite version of that, have you guys ever seen, if you've ever done any kind of like YouTubing for like DM specific videos, like, you know, tips and tutorials or something, you'll come across this guy who uploaded, he uploads various comics and stuff based on his uh, D&D DMing like, like experiences. And one that he talks about is like this monolith outside of a cave. Have you ever seen this? No. Or obelisk? It's an obelisk. It's an obelisk. Okay. Um, he has like, like this whole dungeon mapped out, right? It's an inside of the entrance to this cave. It's, he's, it's got levels. It's got magic items. It's got goblins and orcs. and it ha- He has this whole thing planned out. At the entrance to the cave, to the dungeon, there's an obelisk he chose to put there with like a sign that has like – it was meant to be like a – adding some sort of sense of dread, like of, you know, of, of, of – upcoming doom like oh you know scary obelisk at the front with like a a sign that says like this is like someone who died here or something i don't know yeah and uh and they're supposed to just kind of see it get kind of scared and then walk in and then all right. the players instead were like well why the hell is this obelisk here like how did it get here you know why is it so significant it seems like it's it's emphasized here so then they start like searching for it and touching it and all this <laughs> stuff and like <laughs> And then, like, um, someone, like, asks to read, like, the like something, and he's like, well, this is in a cryptic text or something, and then he thought nobody could read it. And then one guy said, well, I have this one language. And so then they read it, and it's, he had to come up on the spot with <laughs> yeah, 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 some yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. you know, prophecy of this super bad creature. You don't want to, like, mess with this any further. And, of course, <laughs> they messed with it. And so <laughs> yeah, it forced yeah. him to just spawn this big-ass creature, and then... <laughs> They were all like level one, and then he <laughs> killed the entire party. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, that's that one solution. Lesson learned. Game over. They all died before they even walked in and gained a level. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's that's the other fun thing is like as a DM, uh, and that's part of the improv thing. Like, what does it mean when someone like does something? Okay, so. So, like, one of, uh, again, my wife was trying to hack into a computer in the Star Wars thing. And I was like, okay, roll your computing. And she rolled, like, a zero. And then I was like, hmm, what does it mean that you got on a computer and failed? And I was like, um, hmm. Uh, okay, so you got on the computer and there was a bunch of porn pop-ups. Like, <laughs> <and she's> like <laughs> 
wait a minute, what kind of porn? I'm like, I don't Star Wars porn. Like trend ocean porn. And then it was like, you know, the Bosque bounty hunter. I'm like, yeah, it's that guy. And it's like porn of him. <laughs> that's what? awesome. And that that's what I mean. That's what I enjoy about like the improv of like being a DM and like because like you can give so much flavor to like failures and successes or uh, like sure. the the alternative was like oh like no you you failed to log onto the computer or like you, you know you failed to see anything on the computer like or you, you triggered get... an alert yeah exactly like yeah yeah, yeah alert yeah. system or something yeah if you 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 hit one key and all of a sudden the alarm went off. But yeah, as as a good DM, you can give so much more flavor to that if you really like flesh out what it means to fail or succeed in a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I've I've seen where uh, certain successes actually end up doing bad things rather than good things. That's that's. I was gonna say that's that is. Uh, I think the th- have we. I don't know that we've all played it together, but I think the three of us have played the Star Wars RPG. And if you remember. The way the Star Wars RPG works is you roll dice, and there's actually a Boolean true-false for whether or not you succeed or pass the check. But there's, yeah. um, there's like, ancillary symbols on the dice that, um, I think they call it threat or um, advantage, I think? Anyway, we, we, call it, we call it advantage and disadvantage. So that means it's possible to succeed with disadvantage or fail with advantage, or succeed with advantage or fail with disadvantage. So, like, you can have a super bad failure, a really good failure, a, like, a success with, like, mixed result. You know, like, right. there's there's more there's more gray area in there. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of times, so a lot of times when they, like, you know, it's like, oh, I want to roll to shoot this guy. And it's like, oh, success with disadvantage. I'm like, oh, you shot him, but um, you feel really bad about it now. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, you shot him, but you only hit him in the hand and he dropped his... You know, right. blaster yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah Dungeons yeah. and Dragons added that too. The the advantage and disadvantage to your rolls. Interesting. Ah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, maybe that's where Star Wars got it. But yeah, I like yeah. that. But you know, like you kind of um, hinted at something earlier, and that's kind of my favorite part about this stuff too. Is that you were asking me, does someone have to know like what real time wheel of time is about to to kind of play that role playing game, mm-hmm. and. I think another aspect of this is that you can introduce people to the worlds that you love in like another way. Like, let's say for shits and giggles that you met someone who had never seen Star Wars and was never interested in Star Wars. You know, not that anyone like that really exists, but uh, you know, you could sit them down and say, "Hey, why don't you just hang out with me and some friends and like, you know, just check out what this is about?" And they'll start to hear things about the Star Wars world, maybe, and like references and you get you get to like, explain things in the context of this other game you know mm-hmm. um yeah like like mm-hmm. with wheel of time you know it's a fantastic series but it's 14 books long and taryn is only slightly a nerd so she's never gonna read them and right. uh, but i have this whole the whole thing i've started dming the whole story it's called two girls one tower it's about <laughs> two, oh. two novices in the white tower training to be a Sedai. what did you think it was about I don't know. Two girls, one tower. Two girls in a tower. (laughs) Two girls, one tower. That's what two girls in a white tower training to be a Sedai. And she doesn't really know what that means, Uh, but she can play the game and be one of those, like the whole thing was, it's meant to be her and her friend to be one of those two girls and kind of introduce them to the world of the wheel of time by playing this game. You know, Um, I, I I thought, I thought, I, I thought the tower was a penis. Well, coincidentally the white tower <laughs> is it's amongst wheel of time fans is known to kind of represent a vagina like the oh okay what oh. the tarvalon the city that it's in is totally shaped like a vagina like, i mean it's like oh okay. it's like an yeah. island that's kind of like el- elongated with like two rivers on the left and right it just looks like oh. total total what's the opposite of phallic like what is phallic for vaginas <laughs> v- vaginic vaginic yeah yeah, dude. I also have another uh, story planned for in case she wants to kind of learn more about role playing games because she hasn't played that Two Girls One Tower with me yet. Um, but it's a right. Harry Potter themed oh, RPG, and I call boy. it. The story is called This One Time at Hogwarts. Oh, oh boy, that also all, sounds suggestive. Yeah, all of my um, stories so far that I've written are 
I have suggestive titles for some reason. So you're actually reading uh, – that impresses me. So you're writing your own – Well, okay, uh, so this is this is the last facet of it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, when you actually go to run the game, it, it could be – it could totally backfire, which it totally has for me. The, the two girls, one tower one, in the very beginning, I have the characters start at a tavern and they get like some hint to go to the tower and help the two girls. And immediately my friends were like, well – is there a room at this inn? Can I just stay the night and not go there? And I'm like, okay, well, shit, this is already out the window. <laughs> but, Can I go but yeah, that? like part of it as a DM for me is like I like kind of um, writing a little bit, like like you know, fiction writing. So there's a chance to kind of like you know put characters together, put a backstory in, like you know what do they do? What is the goal? I have like a mystery. Is it's a murder mystery really? Um, yeah, that's with awesome. clues and and a you know a villain and all that stuff. Hopefully it plays out that way eventually, but nice see when i've dm okay when i've dm the star wars and star trek rpg there were uh pre-made scenarios that i was following right so like you know and i put my own flair on top of that the only time the only time i've actually like written my own scenario was for this horror rpg and (laughs) and we we had a unique system where um everyone would take turns dming and it would cycle around. Oh, so when it was cool. my turn, yeah, it was interesting. When it was my turn to DM, I was like, okay, I want to do a story about Dracula. And I was like, um, okay, well, what what do I know about Dracula? Like, he's like classically depicted as this like romantic seducer, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. what if I what if I did that, but in my story, Dracula was gay? <laughs> and then, <laughs> That's good. And, but, like, I also, like, again, to your point of, like, really getting in character and role-playing, like, I was doing the voice. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I was like, hello, like, I am Dracula. <laughs> and then and my wife immediate, immediately just goes, is Dracula gay? And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and that was, like, my whole mystery. <laughs> she, like, she like blew the the whole, because, uh, anyway, I, I wanted, right, right I wanted... Yeah, I wanted I wanted them to have to seduce Dracula, but for because right. we were playing with uh, two girls and a guy other than me, um, right. and and I wanted so, the ladies two girls wanted, one Dracula yeah two two <laughs> girls one Dracula I wanted the girls to have to realize it was going to be up to the dude to seduce Dracula, but like immediately she just ruined the whole mystery. Uh, yeah, yeah, but that happens. I mean, that happens. Yeah, but, yeah, you have to roll. But with that it, prep yeah. is fun, right? That prep yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. yo, who's Dracula? Like, like. You know yeah. what can I make, do to make this interesting? Like you know that is definitely fun for a lot of ga- uh, game masters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, me included. Yeah, one of my one of my favorite things that we did um, when we played Pathfinder was when we built all of our characters. We had to intermingle how our characters met. Oh, I like that. So we, yeah, yeah. So we had to when we built out our stories, we then had to like we had our origin stories kind of made up and we all mm, knew what our yeah. origins were but then we had to come up after i think it was like the second game we had to come up with what made us all get together and be the group that we were because you know you have a dwarf you have an elf you have a you know whatever and it's like how the fuck did you all get together like you know so i thought that was pretty cool because it really immerses you into yeah. the role-playing part to do something like that and it prepares you going into the game like there is a thing going on here you're a group and you know you know this isn't just random characters that you chose from a select screen and boom you're in the game no it's it there's you got to make yeah. your story so you yeah. got to you got to get the players really into it yeah they're like invested um, in these characters right yeah. it's world yeah. building yeah oh and that's yeah, what and makes it so so meaningful when like really crazy shit happens right like if you ever watch um the Matt Mercer uh uh what's it called critical role they have a YouTube series, I think. Why do um, I know like Matt Mercer? I know seasons. that. I know that name. Who is that? Matt Mercer. Uh, he's like a video game voice actor for like a shit ton of video games. I oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he runs a game on. It used to be on Geek and Sundry. Uh, now it's its own channel called Critical Role, and he has been DMing for the same group of other voice actors. So speaking of like playing out the characters and stuff and npcs and stuff he gets like really into it and so do all the other players and they're all professional voice actors so it's amazing um that's awesome. really fun to watch to watch uh, even if you don't play D. but um but like something yeah to to justin's point like 
these people are so invested in their characters. They've been playing it like the first season has like hundreds of episodes. And at the end, like, you know, a couple characters like die or something. And it's like, you know, it's like in the chat and stuff, you'll see people as they're like, you know, streaming the video. People are like legit in tears, you know, because oh, no. you're with these yeah. characters for so long and then like they can get killed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like you can make it like one of the. You could just make it real tragic if they've been around for so long, and you're like, no, they can't go. Yeah, yeah. it's something special, man. I, it's unlike any other entertainment medium I've ever experienced. The complete freedom to do whatever you want has not been captured yet. I don't think in like video games or you know anything yeah. else. It's like it's it's kind of the theater of the mind, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, the hard-hitting question. Cosplay or no cosplay? Oh. To each their own, I say. I'm, I'm always of the mentality of, like, whoever wants to do whatever they want to do. When, oh. when, we did, when we did the Star Trek RPG, I enforced cosplay. Everyone had to. It just so happened that everyone happened, all of the players happened <laughs> to already have Starfleet uniforms. So I was like, all right, wear your Starfleet uniforms. We're okay. getting, like, we're getting into this. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, should we get into our top five? Oh, wait. No, this is usually where I do the self-plug, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Uh, here we um, go. Here comes uh, the train wreck. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to you gotta do this. you got to nail it. Prof- do it perfect. Um, all right. I'm going to do this professionally. All right. Here we go. One shot. One opportunity. Uh, Don't miss your chance. <laughs> I'm already blowing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey guys, hey listeners out there, uh, do you like this podcast? <laughs> Hopefully you do, because you're still listening to it. <laughs> and if you'd like to help support this podcast, <laughs> if you can you can find our Patreon. It's Good Games Cast on Patreon.com. You can support this podcast. Um, and that would be great, because... Uh, uh it 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 is not inexpensive to run a podcast uh so uh if you can help support uh this podcast it'd be really lovely um and our email address as is goodgamescast at gmail.com uh there we go that that was that was my thing i did all right well done sir you got through it Woo! all right deep breath i'm out i'm out i'm out (laughs) <laughs> all right what 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 the hell's our top five top five okay so this is top five video games for table toppers right yes. so like for, for the guy who's like i only play D and you're like what like you don't play video games no i only play D and you're like what yeah. video games are fucking awesome the, like why don't you play tabletop rpg elitist prick right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> for that guy or girl the one that uh, these, judges the DM, right? These 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 are the top video games, and this is definitely going to be a collaborative thing because, like, I did come up with five, but like, I don't feel strongly about the order. I don't even feel strongly about some of these games. So, uh, uh, right. yeah, let's get into it. Um, what, what did you guys come up with for this? Well, most importantly, my number five. If I had to sit someone down who just refused to play any pc game because D is their life or whatever i mm-hmm. would give them tabletop simulator <laughs> that's funny that was i had that on my list as like a okay. joke one like but, but honestly yeah I, I i am almost positive that there are D D. if not D, there are tabletop plugins like tabletop rpg plugins for tabletop simulator yeah 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 i mean like it's just a gateway the gateway drug into the video gaming world you get them hooked on tabletop simulator before you know it they're playing smash brothers and well (laughs) i guess and that's another good way to do like um role-playing games or like even like board games that are even more slightly complex than table uh, the, the than just like rpgs uh tabletop simulator is a good way to do all of that remotely which is important yeah, right now in yes. the time in the time of social distancing. Yes, we yeah. must stay safe and socially distant. You All right, tabletop tabletop simulator for sure. I'm going to throw out another obvious one. 
uh, the Elder Scrolls series. I, I I went with Skyrim just because like the D and D influence is still so strong in those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's yeah. a good one. I never actually even yeah. Put that oh, I figured that one was obvious. Like because yeah. there's like dragons, there's knights, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's D and D the video game. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the first one that came to mind for me is sort of a recent one that just went official and james i know you love this one slay the spire oh i didn't even think of that i feel like slay the spire would be a good one because it's like it's a card based game but it's not like your typical card based game like you you know you see uh hearthstone and stuff like that but the it, it plays it plays so much differently and there is i mean there's not much of a story element to it but there I feel like just tabletop in general, just the thrill of the builds or, you know, how you progress and stuff. I don't know. I feel like that would be sort of a a way to there's tickle the tabletopper's fantasy. There's definitely some players of, of tabletop RPGs that are, like, in it for the skills and the numbers and the, you know, the play. Mm-hmm. I may or may not yeah. be one of those players. The thing that makes the thing that makes Slay the Spire interesting is the theme is so much more tangible because like what is the theme of Hearthstone? Like I I mean I guess there's like two people that are fighting and I guess that's the theme. But like Pretty the much, theme right. of Slay the Spire is like you are a guy in a dungeon and you're going through the dungeon like right. every Cl- and every the spire. Yeah, every every battle is a new room in the dungeon. Uh, yeah. So like the the theme is a lot more tangible in that too. If you like the idea of a dungeon crawl, yeah, certainly, certainly. And there's a lot of like dungeon crawly um, games out there too, um, specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have also on my list. Uh, it's kind of more in the MMO space, but it's older and it's more, I think, rooted in in its roots is really more Dungeons and Dragons uh, inspired EverQuest. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ever heard yeah. of that one? Yeah, yeah. That's an old school RPG from the from the era of yeah, like back when like MMOs first came out. The only formula they had to go by really was like, you know, tabletop RPGs, and then some like some video games that had been created off of it already. And EverQuest was kind of like, let's just put that on some you know internet servers or whatever. And so there was just a lot of references that were obviously like D and D, like stats wise and yeah, you know, races yeah. and and all that kind of stuff it was very D and D esque. Speaking um, of games that still have um like stats and like thi- like the vestiges, the elements of D and D are like still poking out through the game design. Mm-hmm. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic is yeah. definitely. Definitely just D&D with a Star Wars wrapping over it. And, yeah. like, the D&D pokes out of the wrapping here and there. Because, like, yeah. all of the... All of the... Like, that game was made in, like, what? 03, 04? And, yeah. like, still damages are expressed in die rolls. So, yeah. like, it, <laughs> it, it's like, oh, this sword does 1d6. And you're like, what? Like, what if, the hell? If, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you don't come from... I remember experiencing that and, like not coming from a tabletop background i was like what the Very fuck confused. is yeah i was yeah. like is 1d6 like i guess 1d10 is better than 1d6 or is is 2d6 better than 1d10 like i i, <laughs> I it didn't make any like i couldn't i couldn't grasp the math of how it was determining weapon rolls at all until i realized the d was for dice and i was like yeah. oh oh i see why are they <laughs> yeah. expressing like why are they expressing this computer game in terms of, of like dice rolls that's really weird but also like the build your character is like you know your willpower your constitution yep. your strength All agility like yeah. yeah and also there's a strong strong element of role playing like a- anytime you talk to a character you'll have like four or five different choices on how you want to respond if you want to be a dick if you want to try to suck up to them if you want to try to trick them. always be a dick always. always be a dick yeah 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 uh yeah knights of the old republic uh, yeah knights good. of the old republic is actually one of the ones i wanted to mention too as well as another bioware classic uh dragon age origins which was Ooh, really just yeah. knights of oh, the old republic okay. 
but just embracing the D and D aspect. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like dragons. There's, there's and knights. There, I was gonna yeah. say the theme. The theme is more close to D and D, but there's no way. Yeah, they're well, still expo- I, mean. I was gonna say there's no way none of the weapons are still expressed in like die rolls, are they? Well, they might as well be. I mean, I think in the I think the game engine is like the same. It's just oh sure sure, know, sure 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 sure. But I mean, like obviously behind the scenes, there's a a random number generator. But like, it was very odd to me to express random elements in terms of die rolls. Yeah, I don't like, I don't I, think they were actually expressing things in like in D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh, that was the thing that I always thought was weird about Knights of the Old Republic was like everything was expressed in like a very pen and paper way. Hmm. Yeah. I was going to say a very obvious one. Yeah. A very popular one. Yeah. You could probably guess which one I'm going to say. If uh, that you just if you if you're just refuse to play video games and you're not sure which one to play, you you're probably going to end up playing this one either way. World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Like, classic. If you want to the I mean as much as people are starting to hate Blizzard now. Um <laughs> World of Warcraft just like especially like the only like vanilla and the you know, like maybe three or four expansions after it was just to me really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to get immersed in fantasy, if you want to, you know, do sub quests or side quests or, you know, not follow any kind of main plot line or anything, you know, uh, things like that. Like that game give, has a lot of opportunity to get around that. And, you know, you can, you can definitely role play in that game. Um, I'm not, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the, the expansions after pandas, but <laughs> yeah. um no I, I i enjoyed the shit out of the the vanilla one which it, i haven't even played the the new oh, the, vanilla the classic reboot is really good <laughs> the new is old it, version right? yeah. yeah we we talked about that right on the podcast i think i i we yeah we have yes, had a did. world of warcraft episode yeah you did yeah it was it was, was pre justin though yeah yeah it was yeah. classic but, yeah. is great man that's great all right do do we have enough games do we want to try to narrow this down uh yeah well, yeah I also had on much here, else I add. had I had Knights of Pen and Paper and Divis- Divinity Original Sin, but like yeah, Div- honestly I Divinity's on my list too. Yeah. I I haven't played much of either of those two games, so I don't feel strongly about either of them. Okay. I I put I put a decent amount of time into Divinity. Um it it is definitely D&D-esque. It yeah, but it yeah. prides itself on being like like if there's one game that I could say is designed to be for the tabletop role player, it is Divinity Originals Sin Two. Um, however, more recently I've heard it announced that a new um, Baldur's Gate is coming out. Oh, that's the other one I was going to mention. Yeah, that's a little bit more kind of open ended and kind of more to the spirit of like that whole do whatever you want. Whereas Divinity at least my experience was that it was kind of more focused on its specific narrative that it was trying to tell, but all the mechanics were very similar to like, you know, what you would find in Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I think it's worthy of being on the list, but you know, we have enough other options, you know, maybe it's just an honorable mention. All right. The only one I really feel strongly about is KOTOR. Absolutely. Yeah. KOTOR is is my number one, I think. Oh, whoa. Okay. Well, all right. I'll second that. Number one KOTOR. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't. Two. I don't really. I don't really care about. <laughs> this was a hard list for me because. Yeah. Like I went from video games to tabletop and not the other way around. So coming up with this list was kind of hard. Well, I would I, say number two, to Justin's point, could probably just be Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say Wow would probably that, be the that's best. That's a good candidate. one. That's a good I mean, one. That's yeah, just yeah, a, yeah. If you just got, if you're just like a guy at like your local, you know, hobby game store, and you're just going in every day, and it's like, oh, what am I gonna do now that I'm stuck at home for months because of coronavirus? Yeah. Dude, install Wow, wow. man. Wow. All right, Kotor, then Wow, uh, number three, uh, tabletop Skyrim? simulator. <laughs> no, no Skyrim. Uh, makes, Skyrim makes more sense. All right, Skyrim three. Number four tabletop simulator? I think it should be on the top five, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. 
Why not? Okay. It's All a right. way for people to play their tabletop games too. It's still so. technically a game. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's an engine to play games. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And uh, all right. What, what's number five then? With... What do we have? We had Slay the Spire. We had Dragon Age Origins. Divinity, Dragon Age. Original Sin. Well, the, see, now this is where it gets hard. I mean, the most obvious choice to me is probably Divinity, just because of. I mean, it's, it's basically D and D, the computer RPG, but. All right, that, that, uh, I'd be okay with that. All right, number one, Kotor. Number two, uh, I already forgot. What was number two? Uh, wow, wow. And then number three was Skyrim. Number four, Tabletop Simulator. Number five, Divinity: Original Sin Two. Right. Yes, yes. All right, all right. Not the first one, the second one. All right, those are your top five uh, video games for tabletopers. That was go. a good one. That was a good one. That was a good one. I think, all that, right. I think um, that's good. I think it's a good list. Confident about that one. Let's endorse some stuff. What do you guys want to endorse? Um, I've been, I've been, I've been hoodwinked um, into this game. I had a friend over just before the the virus madness, so don't worry. I'm, you know, I'm I'm healthy. But we had a house full of like him, his wife, my sister in law, and her daughter. It was a full house. Um, while he was over, he kept like going on his phone and like diddling his screen for a bit, like in the middle of conversations. He was just like, well, like I'd be talking diddling, to him, like and he'd just open up his phone. Yeah, he's just like okay. diddling his his phone screen for a little while. And I'm like, what? with his finger. Yes, yes, with his finger. Okay, okay. Right. And then okay, like, yeah. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, we're in the middle of a conversation and you're diddling on your phone. Like, what's going on? And then he tells me he's playing this game and he's been playing it for a while. And I'm not a big mobile phone gamer. Yeah, you know? same. Neither. Yeah, yeah. But I've always liked the idea of this type of game. I just. As soon as I boot them up, I'm like, oh, this they're just obviously just trying to take all of your time and money. But yeah. then I actually did install it. It's called oh, no. Elvenar. Oh no. And it's one of these kind of like city builder, you know, it's it's actually they have a browser based so you can go on your web browser. Then they also have uh-huh. the phone app. So like no matter what, they'll get you. And you just it's like, you know, build a workshop and build a like a path to your main hall and you build like a residence to have more population and you get more gold and you build more workshops for more supplies and then you build a barracks to train troops and then you click on someone else's city and look at it (laughs) like it's stupid (laughs) and everything takes like three hours to build unless you spend this you know in-game currency to speed it up it's like but i probably have i probably have loaded this game up or this you know like website or the mobile game i i probably already spent like 10 hours in this game in the last in the last week so wow wow i mean I gonna... but like it's not like i'm sitting there for 10 like, it's just like you know 10 minutes yeah, yeah. here or there you know yeah, yeah, yeah you diddle your phone a little bit i'm, diddling, I'm, I'm the one diddling the phone now <laughs> <laughs> oh man don't diddle your phone in so, front of company i actually think it's pretty cool if you don't like waste money on it it's just a good way to you know just to diddle your phone for a bit it's called elvenar yeah all right it's funny because i i actually recently downloaded a mobile game just to i was like i just need to have a game on here to kind of preoccupy my time to or diddle something. you need a phone you need a game to diddle with yeah Step and i elvenar. and it was a bad experience <laughs> oh and i what was like you i regret Ooh, you this, had a this bad is why diddle. i don't like mobile games what was your I bad diddle? Di- not not Elvenar, it was some other stupid ass game that oh, was what just was a simple. I like regret? to like seek out the more like mind exercise kind of stuff, like mm. Sudoku and okay, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Floppy like, bird, god damn yeah. the the amount of the amount of ads they throw at you. I feel like the toxic. ads actually end up breaking the game because half the time the game froze yeah. when it was trying to advertise at me, and yeah. it had a close the game and i just i was like all right i'm fucking done jesus like well you know now that much. you mention it i think that's one of the interesting things about this game i was talking about is like yeah i, I definitely have experienced what you're talking about with ads this game i don't think i've ever seen an ad but it's probably because they have so many different ways to try to charge you for in-game currency 
Yeah. That they don't feel they need ads, maybe. I don't know. Feel like they can get you. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been tempted, you know. Sometimes you you start a building and it's like this building will be done in nine hours and I'm like, mm. No, just, don't do it. Don't do it. Buy some don't do it. Don't do it. I could speed this up. No. <laughs> Now, the last time I had like a mobile game addiction was that Family Guy game that came out. <laughs> like you build the town or whatever. It's all these, yeah, Farmville, you know, God. it's all these kind of like city, like builder, planner. They they have to psychologically know how to fucking oh, totally. addict oh, your ass to that kind absolutely. of shit. Absolutely. It's weird. Absolutely. It, they're yeah. not building the game to be fun. They're building it to be addicting. Yeah. 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 yeah that's it. That's it. And uh, Elvenar has done its job. And I like oh, no. and I'm a, oh, no. I'm an Elvin R fan. Oh no! Yeah. All right, that's a terrible endorsement. Uh, I <laughs> I am going to endorse in in this time of uh, staying at home and being on lockdown. If you want a little bit of levity, a little you know, just something to just you know, just something diddle. stupid, just something <laughs> something to diddle. No, um, <laughs> if you want something stupid to laugh at. Open uh, up YouTube and search these two words. Search news bloopers. Uh, oh, dude, I love these bloopers. Endless, endless comedy. Just, ugh. Oh, yeah. my, two, my two favorites, because uh, like, I've seen a lot of news bloopers at this point. We've been watching a lot. Um, my two favorite style of bloopers are A... When two anchors are just cracking up and you have no idea why they're even laughing, but they're just <laughs> laughing. Laughter kinda, yeah. Just they're laughing their asses off, and the more they try to stifle their laughter, like the more you try to stop it, the more powerful it becomes. Oh, right. Like because they're like, like the tired, like the tired laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're like you know they'll be like, all right, and our news is seven. I mean, <laughs> our news, our news coming up is seven. <laughs> like, and they'll yeah. just start like, yeah. you can't stop. Just let it out. You can, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, a and B. My other favorite style is when uh, people are on camera and they have no idea they're on camera. So they're like, all right, we're gonna cut to Megan who has our story in the field. Megan. And then, like, Megan is, like, turned around, like, picking her nose, like, like not paying attention. And then she just, like, you know, like, 30 seconds later, she, like, turns around. She's like, huh? I'm on air? What? Really? Oh, like, right now? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like, like, the weather, the guy's, like, the weather guy's, like, out in the storm. And he's, like, just stares at the camera. <laughs> Doesn't yeah, say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. th- those are my favorite. Yeah, and over to you, like, Joe. There's like such a delay. <laughs> and then yeah. like Joe is just, just staring. Staring dead-eyed into the camera for like 15 <laughs> seconds. And then, yeah. yeah. Joe, are you there? <laughs> what do you mean uh, yeah. we're live? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are great. News well, bloopers. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of uh, the person picking her nose on camera, I'd like to add a second endorsement. I've never done oh. this. I'm going to use my second oh. endorsement this year. Uh, there's a recent story. Now, with the viral outbreak, a lot of people are working from home, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you you guys, I'm assuming, are probably, because our field, you know, we, we're more capable of kind of working remotely. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a story of a girl named Jennifer. Have you guys seen this? No. Who's working remotely. And decided uh, she kind of had to go to the bathroom during her uh, video <gasps> conference. Oh, I did hear about this. It was a teacher, right? I don't even know. Yeah, no, it was a teacher, and she did it in front of her class. What? No. What? No, no, no. That's not the one I was talking about. Oh, I was talking were, about oh, one. Were... It's it's definitely like a work conference. It's just like a bunch of like adults, like, and they're all just like in a meeting. There's probably like eight people. Yeah. And then she, you just literally, she just puts her laptop down and takes off her pants and starts peeing on camera with like you know eight to ten people on like a hangout chat and then they're all they're all cracking up and like trying to wave at her to like stop and then finally she realizes it looks like the most embarrassing thing like she she didn't realize she was on camera like she started on camera and forgot to uh like turn it off so my endorsement is those little camera blocker things that you can use to make sure that your camera is you know it's like a physical like you know blocker or putting like tape you know over it so that even when you're not sure uh, it'll be covered 
Yeah, on on our on our daily stand up today, my boss was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be great if like everyone just turned on their webcams and then we could all just like see each other's faces?" And then there was just like crickets, and he's like, <laughs> "Okay, then I guess just me." <laughs> like yeah. nobody, no, well, yeah. it's nobody. Actually, it's actually a requirement with our um, area. Like we're like, you know, in order to maintain professionalism during meetings, you know, have your cameras on. Oh wow, preferred. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we we have also been advised yeah. during our meetings to turn on the cameras. But my oh, endorsement yeah. is to make sure you turn the damn camera off if you're going to the bathroom during a meeting. Or right. maybe don't go yeah. to the bathroom during yeah, a meeting. Or maybe don't bring your laptop with you when you go to the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> right, Just, yeah. Like, That's gross. Laptop should sit on the desk yeah, and not right. move. Yeah. <laughs> is you that go. your endorsement? Secondary endorsement from Leah. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of like what a good endorsement is here because I've been cooked up in my house for like almost two weeks. Watching any shows recently? Or you get to endorse washing <sighs> your hands? That's an easy one. I mean, the the best thing I can endorse is owning a Nintendo Switch. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that That's has a good been one. the only That's thing keeping one. me sane. Yeah, and I don't know. When we may talk about it, if we talk about it, but Animal Crossing has been a blessing it's very in this oh, trying yeah. time. Like came out at the perfect moment. Is that not going to be our next show, Animal Crossing? Our next show? Oh wait, yeah, shit! Yeah, no, yeah, our yeah, next yeah. show is oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Our next show is uh, early. Here we go. <laughs> our next show <laughs> is is Tales. Our next show is Tales of Vesperia and top five. Uh, non-square RPGs, right? Yeah, I'm very yes. excited about that top five. Okay. After that, we... Yeah. No, we can uh, give Animal I, Crossing some time. To, I was going to say, I, after that, it should be Animal Crossing, but then, of course, we also have yes. Resident Evil and Final Fantasy, but we'll see. Anyway. I think yeah. Animal Crossing will probably be next, because I'll probably need time to, to play some others. Right. Yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of games just came out, like, in the last yeah. week. We're not going to be able to Just do... a bunch of good games came out. Yeah. I know. I know. Don't worry, the people will wait. There's been nothing for months. Like, ever since December, right. there's been nothing, like, just a barren wasteland of video games. And then yeah. just the floodgates open up, and here they all are all at once, which I oh. guess it's a good time right now. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? What if this, oh, conspiracy theory, you know? What if they, like, knew Oh, this would happen, and now oh. they just timed the releases, you know? Knowing people ah. would just be home doing nothing. <gasps> Nintendo created the coronavirus. <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> the 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 ultimate uh, uh, reality imitating art is Capcom uh, created the coronavirus uh, so people would stay in and play Resident Evil Three, which has yeah. a viral outbreak. Yeah. See. Yeah. This is all marketing ploy. <laughs> oh just add and put that one in the bucket of conspiracies on the coronavirus all right uh so leo was endorsing a stupid mobile game i was endorsing stupid youtube videos and your endorsement was to own a nintendo, nintendo switch own a nintendo switch in general yeah. just yeah yeah just get nice. one just it is nice it's a nice nice by the way animal crossing is the nicest game to have right now to just like turn your brain off and play animal yeah. crossing yeah, yeah, and just relax. Yeah. Just yeah. not think oh, about anything. Oh. Just be on a desert island. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to do it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's our show, right? Next next one's Tales of Vesperia. Yep. All With, right. Uh, special guest, Matt Wong. Join Nick's. <gasps> All right. Look forward to that. Ooh. Yeah. Our resident right. Tales expert. All right, guys. Um... So, for the Good Games Podcast, uh, I'm James, and fuck you. <laughs> I'm keeping that going. I'm, I'm keeping it going. And I'm Justin. <laughs> and Leo, are are you, do you exist? What? 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 Oh, I didn't even hear Leo. Did Leo say something? Uh, I said I'm Leo. Oh, I didn't even hear it. And, okay, and, I'm, and I'm Justin. Oh, good. Okay. All right. And goodbye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya.
But you know, that, man, so many good memories of just like hanging out at the library in college and instead of getting our studies done, just whipping out the laptops and playing WoW. Yeah. Oh, I did that so much when I had time to kill between classes. Yeah. I'll type up my essay or half my essay and then be like, all right, I'm going to play some WoW now. I remember the... <laughs> Every time the game downloaded, it would alert the systems because I guess it downloaded through like a BitTorrent, and oh, right. yeah. the college's system didn't like that, and it thought I was do- downloading illegal stuff. Nice. And I had to like petition. I didn't have to petition. It wasn't like crazy. I had a petition like, oh no, like and stand in front of people. No, it was like I had to submit an email like, no, 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 this is for just a down a video game download that automatically initiates. And they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> My. My roommate, and the two of you know exactly who this is, my roommate oh, yeah. my roommate um, actually got caught using a BitTorrent and had to write an essay on why piracy is bad and submit, <laughs> it, submit it before, like, the school board or what, whoever, that the dean, I don't know. What was it for, Michael Buble? Yes, Michael Buble! <laughs> was that what it was? He downloaded, yes. like, a Michael Buble album for his mom or something? Michael- Oh, I oh I I never heard that it was for his mom. I always just assumed it was for himself, which that's is like fun. the worst. That's the worst thing to get caught downloading. Like, no, it wasn't like like Led Zeppelin or like something like ACDC. It was no Michael yeah. Bublé. Yeah, that's that's absurd. Hey, Bublé is a good singer. <laughs> I know, he's a, nice a great voice. singer. He's a great nothing again. Hey, you know what? If you like Michael Bublé out there, listeners, more power to you. He's he's he does, the modern crooner of this age. Yes, yes, yeah, he does yes. Some really yes. good like Frank Sinatra covers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 